I'm Jennifer Stevens, and welcome to Make the Connection. Today, I have a good friend and someone I admire a lot and trust a lot in uh, in the Austin business community and event world with me, Michael Lynn Escobar, who is Director of Events for ACL Live. Is that the official full title? Yes, ACL okay. Live works for sure. Okay. And 310. And 310. <laughs> Don't forget 310. We love 310. And I'm so excited you're here because we're going to talk about something that I love to talk about, which is events and getting people together and doing big, fun, great things. But we obviously can't talk about bringing people together and doing big, fun, great things (laughs) until we back up a little bit and talk about how our entire worlds and a lot of worlds really fell apart uh, in March of this year. So I'd love to just get your, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, How's your team adapted through this? And what have you guys been doing since March? How are you guys doing? Absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me. It's always good to just sit and chat with you. Um, We've been, our our main goal and focus since March has just been to stay flexible and stay relevant. Um, You know, with everything shutting down so quickly, I mean, you and I were having calls on a Friday and then by that Monday we were having to tackle totally different problems um so just everything completely canceling from the beginning of south by southwest you know all the way to current day right now um having to understand the client's new goals and new needs having to pivot to a lot of virtual platforms um while not sacrificing the level of production that our clients are used to you know we were one example, we were really lucky to work with Keller Williams. You know, they do the mega camp at the Austin Convention Center every year, and they bring, you know, ten to 12,000 people and citywide hotel buyouts and everything. And having them have to, you know, understand and the needs of the people that they're trying to deliver these messages to, having to work with Mr. Keller to still let him deliver the level of production with his team. So for us, you know, it's just been kind of riding a crazy roller coaster and you have no blueprint no one's been through this really allowing each other and our clients and our vendors and just everyone grace through all of it is so important you know I think it like you know it starts with leadership and we have really good leaders in place that have just kind of told us to hold on and just bear with them as they work through trying to just keep cash flowing try to keep things open and happening so you know, we're, we're trying, we're doing the best that we can. Um, you know, we unfortunately have not been able to host a concert since the first week of March. Ugh. It's just, I mean, it's heartbreaking as a music fan, but yeah. it's heartbreaking just for the community. I mean, music brings so many people together and just so many artists out there that aren't working right now. It's just, it's so sad. But, you know, we've been doing um, virtual uh, live streams. We've been doing... Um, artists that want to come in and film and then, you know, package their own content, which has been really good. We just wrapped one with Max Frost recently. He drove in from LA and just did two days in 310 you know, filming music. And Very cool. So, I mean, you know, it's it's intimate and it's great, but we really cannot wait until we can fill that room and see the fans and just the energy that comes from that. I think that everybody in this industry misses right now. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, I'm a firm believer in just what you said, which is, you know, music brings people together and um, it really unites you. And, you know, we could all use a little of that right now. And I think um, 
like you when when we were having those phone calls and it was one discussion on a Friday and another discussion on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, <laughs> you know, I kept picturing how just powerful it is to stand backstage during the MJM event and look up and see all the sellout, you know, the sellout crowd and all the faces that are so into it. They're into being there together. They're into the music. They're into, you know, the charity and what we're doing. And, you know, I kept picturing that and it just, I would get so emotional about having to cancel that event, the physical event. You know, we, we had virtual, but cancel that physical event. And it, that's the image that kept, you know, playing over and over in my head as I was, you know, drowning my <laughs> sorrows <laughs> at the cancellation. But, you know, it is what it is. I want to I wanna go back and talk about two things that you just mentioned. One is leadership. And um, I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit more. So you're telling us what you guys are doing, you know, sort of, if you will, externally, right, for the musicians, the community. You're figuring out how to pivot and stay open. But, but you just said something I think it's important to maybe spend another second on, which is what are the things that you've seen or learned, you know, from watching your leadership, right, top down, and how they've handled this, you know, for you personally, and for your colleagues and the team, mm-hmm. what have been those things that you think have been most impactful to to allow you guys to kind of come out of this? As you know, ACL Live and 310 are part of a, um, a block project. So we are part of the W Hotel, Urban Outfitters, um, and owned and operated by Stratus Properties. Um, one thing that our CEO, Bo Armstrong, has done is maintain a weekly call with all staff just to keep everybody up to date with a kind of state of the union of the company. Um, And he's been very transparent about talking about all of the Stratus property projects as a whole and not just focusing on one thing. So to me, that's been really important because you're understanding, one, the, the raw reality of what we're in and what we're all dealing with. But he's not trying to shield any of that. He's being so candid and making sure that there's a direct line of communication to him directly. He's heavily involved in the small decisions that are being made, you know, how can we keep people socially distanced, but still open up and get people together, but safely, you know, investing in different sort of um, sanitation measures, doing different sort of HVAC things to keep the venue airflow, Um, just different things that he's just super transparent about, I think have really helped us. And then something he recently did in the, over the last month, we've created kind of a roadmap of what 2021 is going to look like. So, you know, realistically, our industry leaders are saying that concerts are probably not going to happen until May or June 2021. So for us... Oh, we're going to have one in April. <laughs> I'd love to. Let's do we're it. We're going to have one in April. <laughs> so for us, it's like really trying to, um, to, to you know, make sure that we are recognizing those trends all over and then adapting and figuring out as on a business model perspective, like kind of where they need to make adjustments so that we can, you know, still have this project and and stay relevant and and be, you know, leaders in our industry and what we're doing. So I think that transparency, that communication, you know, at the very beginning of all of this, he held in all hands in person and was like, you guys are the best in your industry show me your creativity. Let me know what you got. And through that, you know, one of one of our marketing managers came up with, she's like, so many people have been affected by weddings and having to cancel everything. She's like, I have personal friends that are just so sad and distraught over all of it. So she's like, why don't we do a week of weddings and you get that 
ACL Live experience. It's turnkey. Everything's done for you. We make it easy. And, you know, we're doing 16 weddings at the beginning of September now and getting to like make people's dreams come true. So just, you know, leaning on the people that he's entrusted for so many years and it, it just shows he's you know he knows that people are creative he knows that we all want are eager to work and can't wait to work so I think having that mutual communication and trust throughout everything I mean no one could have seen this coming and so, so nobody prepared for it I mean it's just as somebody on the very very bottom of the totem pole to the very top of that totem pole everyone's having to come together and and unite and bring their ideas to the table to just make it all work yeah yeah well that makes sense well and I think flexibility is you know the key and I think it's going to be the key going forward so you know for for some of us you know some people feel completely comfortable right now today it's a virus whatever other people don't right and so I think and I think that will continue and there is no like there's not going to be a line in the sand like oh look Today, we all woke up and feel great. I exactly. think there's going to be varying degrees of that, honestly, for years to come. Mm-hmm. So it's really about how can I, um, you know, be be open and, and to providing an opportunity for whomever in whatever space they are to attend and participate in some way in the things I'm doing, whether for us, you know, that's an event we're creating and producing, whether for you as a venue, it's an event you're hosting. Uh, or creating and, and driving people to attend, I think it's going to be some of that and in a balance for a really long time. But the, the flexibility piece, you know, I, I'm, I am like a glass has never been empty kind of optimist type of person. But, you know, the reality is I'm fi- I have found it hard to find very many silver linings in, in this year. This year, you know, blows, frankly. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, but if there is a, a, you know, if there is anything any silver lining to it, I do think it's that the creativity and the flexibility that our industry is going to for forever, I think, be changed with could be a good thing, too. You know, so we used to always say, well, you know, we can't do it that way. It only has to go that way. All the can'ts and onlys. Oh, yeah, that's all out the window. That's all gone. (laughs) And that might make us better. You know, that might make us more successful. So. Um, if there's a silver lining, which I'm not a thousand percent sure there is, you know, maybe that is that is a silver lining. We all appreciate that grind. That's my silver lining. Man, I miss those 20 hour, 22 hour days. I, I miss the line by line schedules. I miss <laughs> it all. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I need to start making line by lines for my kids daily school schedules just to feel better. It is 804 and you are not supposed to be standing there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's funny. So how do you think, let's talk about getting reopened. Let's mm-hmm. talk about getting moving again. Because, um, you know, I, I am an optimist. I do think it's time to start opening things back up. I think the numbers say it's time to start opening things back up. Um, and so let's talk about that. So let's talk about reopening. What do those standards look like? You know, what are those things you guys are putting in place to be ready? You mentioned HVAC a minute ago, but maybe talk me through some of those things, from, both from a, a tactical perspective as it relates to the venue and, and the building. And then how are you managing that within your team and the differing opinions about opening back up? Absolutely. That has been one thing that um, everybody's been trying to stay very respectful about is just the, the opposing views, you know people with kids versus no kids, people with compromised immune systems, non-compromised. So it's just a lot of different opinions. But I think ultimately we're all ready to get back in that space. 
like I mentioned, we're doing a whole bunch of different things. But the biggest things are that I think the public will notice and have to adapt to is health checks upon coming in. So temperature screenings. It'll be fast. It'll be quick. It'll be painless. But it's going to be something that we're just going to have to do as a public safety measure to keep our staff safe. And really, we don't want to open and then close. So just to sustain that is going to be important to us. Um, Masks will be required when entering. At the beginning, so, uh, you know, we are in the process of our approvals to reopen with the city and kind of just changing our model a little bit, offering concessions. We are going to open at a limited capacity. So technically we could open at 50 percent, but we are going to start out at 10 and just kind of get that perfected. Um, We have a few things that we're going to start out with. Um, We have some football watch parties. Um, We definitely want to support the Longhorn community here in town. Obviously the weddings and then getting into, um, you know, some of these productions we're doing are going to have 150, 200 people in the room just to, to make it happen. So right. um, masks will be required. Um, and then we've also have commercial grade sanitation happening uh, before, during and after. Um, we have installed air purification systems all throughout the um, communal spaces. So that's the awesome. gallery areas inside the venue, the bathrooms, and then utilizing our open air space a little bit more too. So leveraging the terrace with a bar. So it's just open air leveraging um, the music porch as much as we can and just you know trying to make sure that we are going above and beyond what we have to do for just the safety of everyone and again just to the sustainability of of being able to remain open yeah larger stages so bands can be spread out a little bit more I think going into it will start out with kind of your for lack of a better term and it's it makes me laugh it's funny but I've heard um your your COVID crew and I've heard your quarantine uh-huh. so just um small groups you you know by, whether it's ticket buys or reservations of you know twos fours sixes all the way up to 10 um individuals in kind of like a living room setting just to allow for comfort, for it to feel like it's, you know, like you're, you're home and you're enjoying a show or you're enjoying, you know, comedy or whatever that looks like, but still maintaining that social distancing from the other groups. Um, but, you know, I think everybody kind of has their group that they've been totally. socializing with and hanging out with throughout this that you feel safe with. You're kind of all practicing the same measures. So being able to come out and have a good time with those people. So that's kind of where we're starting. And then we'll gradually increase to probably 25% and then get to that 50% and stay there until. Are you talking to other venues across the state that are opening? Because like I was, for example, I was in Fort Worth last week doing some site visits and I went to Billy Bob's. Yes. And, um, you know, they that's what they've been doing. So they opened at whatever percent. I think they can in total hold, I think she told me six or 7,000 people, Mm -hmm. which I was like, I don't remember Billy Bob's being this big. I know. Admittedly, I have had too many beers most of the time I've been to Billy Bob's. So I think everyone. that might be why. But I was like, I don't remember Billy. A, seeing Billy Bob's in daylight is weird. But then B, um, you know, I didn't remember it being that big. But she was telling me that they opened like it. I don't even remember, maybe 500 or 750. And then they went to it and that went great. And then they went to 1,000 and that went fine. And then they went to 1,500 and that went fine. And I think this last weekend they were doing... 1500 again or maybe going up from there but they've been incrementally increasing each week and and finding that it's going pretty well yeah we've been studying their model actually really closely um they were kind of one of the first ones in our like regional area to make that step 
and you know being able to maintain those numbers safely and make sure your staff you know it, this yep. is this is a pivotal point for everyone so it's not just the patrons coming in and a different experience for them it's the security and the bathroom attendants and the stagehands and everybody coming back to work during a pandemic so being able to adapt and make all of the staff feel good and know that they have the process and procedures down at 100% from an operational perspective is I think the most important thing and I think that's what they did really well is they yeah. did incremental increases on on capacities and I we're going to follow suit with that too but yes our general manager has a weekly call with all other theaters that are 3500 and below yeah. so that they can all brainstorm and it's a very um like sharing of the minds. So, you know, what are you guys doing? I think another venue picked up the week of weddings just like we did in, um, I think it was Oklahoma maybe. But um, just being able to kind of bounce ideas off of each other. How is this being perceived in your area? How's it being perceived in yours? You know, we're all in following different city and state ordinances. So trying yeah. to make sure that, you know, we're thinking outside the box on what everyone else is doing has been important. And then, you know, us just in the private event buyout spectrum, trying to make sure that we also communicate. We've had numerous calls with um, the Austin DMC roundtable just to make sure that, you know, we're understanding where they're at and, you know, what is their, you know, forecast looking like for the next year to two even. You know, South by Southwest, big question mark. Um, convention center contracts, big question mark. So, you know, just making sure that we understand all of those things and um, continue to stay informed on everything has is, is been very important to all yeah. of us. Well, that, make, that makes good sense. I think the, um, the information sharing and the best practices is really, you know, that's going to be a key piece to this. And Absolutely. I'm, I love hearing that you guys are doing that. I think as it relates to the getting back open and, and the staff and the safety protocols, that's also something, you know, that I think is it's relevant to everybody, right? It's But, you know, it's like you look at how, you know, HEB handled it with putting their own staff in mass and then requiring massive patrons. And, you know, there's just a lot of this kind of like we got to we got to start somewhere and we got to try. But mm -hmm. how do we do it in a way that makes everybody feel as comfortable as possible? Absolutely. And I think that's I think that's really important. So but, it you know, but you also got to try. Right? Yes. Like if we don't start doing something you know, we're, we're going to have a much bigger problem than we've had. So absolutely. You know, we got to do something. Yes. That's been one of the key takeaways from our company wide conversations is we, we got to start somewhere. Let's just, you let's do. just do it. You do. And you know, the truth is you're not going to make everybody happy. And so you can't, so, so let that go. Mm -hmm. You know, I was speaking to a marketing executive um, recently at a large hotel here and you know that person was like gosh we're scared to do anything on social media because we're scared we're going to get blown up you know for hosting anybody in our venue at all and I said well you know you already know you're not going to win 100% of everybody so you know do your best to inoculate communicate the safety measures in place communicate the protocols that your staff is going through the cleaning process the HVAC all the things you were just you know referencing and then and then just communicate we get it if if you don't feel comfortable, don't worry about it. But for those who do, here are the things we're doing and we'd love to have you. And I think, I do think at a certain point that um, we may already be there. And if we're not, we're close. We're going to see a pivot in our community uh, where people are more ready to be optimistic and give it a shot than mm -hmm. they are nervous 
you know, or feeling apprehensive. And I think when that happens, the people that are going to rise to the top first are going to be the people that communicate their protocols, respect the differences that people bring, you know, into the equation um, and are are flexible and willing Mm -hmm. to meet them, meet them where they are. So that's what I think. So when will we see ACL sold out again with every seat in a major concert and just ready to rock and roll? You know, I mean, we're going to, we're definitely um, announcing shows. We actually went, had our first on sale today. Nice. Since. I don't even know who it is, but I'm going (laughs) to log on and buy it. I want to (laughs) go. It's, um, it's, it's a promoter, so it's a rental, but you know what? We just, we had to just do it. So we wanted to, um, our goal is the beginning of Q1 to, to be able to have a show and be able to have everybody in there at full capacity. Um, we are going to do everything in our power to have shows in November and December with limited capacity and obviously implementing all the things that we talked about earlier. But it's looking like Q1 for us, we think. And if, it, if it's able to happen sooner, we are going to ramp up and do it as quickly and safely as we can. Um, yeah. But just kind of what, where we're forecasting, where we're projecting to be, it, it's looking like it'll be Q1. Yep. Good. Well, I hope so. I mean, you know, again, I tend to be an optimist, but what I am seeing is you know, there's schools. I have a friend that teaches in North Carolina, for example, but there's schools all over the country that have been back for a month now or more. Um, and sure, some people are testing positive, but not that many. And if they are, they're not that sick. And so, you know, the reality of the, of the, the fright, right, we're all going to die. I remember being on a call, you know, with a chamber reopening task force way back in like March or April. And, you know, a representative that will remain nameless <laughs> that was working for a governmental entity that will remain nameless came on and was like, tens of thousands of people are going to die. And I remember at the time being like, really? And, you know, of course, that's proven to be completely false. So I think people, you know, are going to start seeing and realizing like, OK, we did have lots of cases, but it, they also got over it. Just like right. every year we have lots of flu and we have lots of stress. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm not trying to diminish the impact that this has on some people. I get that it has it on some people. But those are probably also the people that aren't going to run out and attend the first concert. And that's OK, too. Right. right. Like everyone's going to be where they are. And that's OK. Right. Well, but and you I got to go for it. I agree. And I think, you know, as a mom, you know it. There are seasons within the school year that oh. the kids are just going to get sick. It's totally. just going to happen. So I think that that is going to be something that we see with this. There's going to be times of the year where it's just going to ramp up and there are going to be times where it's, you know, at a lull. But overall, you know, the being able to overcome it and the survival rate is is showing that it's going to all be okay. Yeah, (laughs) it is going to all be okay. It's going to be different, but it is going to be okay. And it kind of reminds me, I mean, and I don't know if this is a good or bad analogy, but it does remind me a little bit of pre 9-11 and post 9-11. Right. Right. So pre 9-11, you drive to the airport, you pulled up, you went through kind of a little bit of security. It was quick. It was easy. It wasn't all that cumbersome. And then onto the plane you went. And never in our wildest imagination did we imagine what would happen on 9-11. And of course, then it happened. Mm-hmm. And so then you have post 9-11 and the world changed. Absolutely. And I do think with this that we are going to end up at some point in a post-COVID, whenever that is, world and the world will change. So I think things like temperature checks, that just makes great sense. Like gone right. are the days where you threw a little extra Advil in your kid and throw them off to school, exactly. right? Like, <laughs> which, which as working moms, we both know. Oh, 
Oh yeah, I'm feeling guilty of it all the time, right? <laughs> so gone are those days. And and what's wrong with a temperature check? You check my bag when I walk in to make sure right. I don't have an explosive. Why not check my head and make sure I don't have a temperature that oh, can yeah. get people sick? Like I think these kinds of protocols make good sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? and I, so I think these things, some of these things, I think will be here to stay. And, so what? Yeah, absolutely. I remember when you could just walk with your loved one all the way to the gate and tell them bye, watch them fly away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no biggie. Yep, no absolutely. Biggie. Yeah, so it's just a new normal, and I think that everyone's going to have to just adapt and um, and just know that it's going to be okay. We're going to overcome this, and I'm ready to see our industry overcome it. I'm ready to see our industry prevail again. Me too. I'm ready to see just... Everybody doing what they love. Yeah, me too. But I think I want to I want to go back and just you know say I think things like, I mean, it, it's it feels like it's been an eternity, but the reality is this has not been going on all that long. Right. And so the safety protocols that you just hit on the air filters and the and the professional grade sanitiz- sanitizing all these things that you just talked about to have you guys in a, a venue and your whole team pivot so quickly and incorporate these things so quickly. You know, kudos to you guys because that shows a lot of vision and it shows a lot of leadership that, you know, you're going to double down on yourselves, right? You're you're going to remain committed to who you are and what you do, but you're also going to respect that you, you're going to need to up your game so people feel comfortable returning. So I think I would be, I'd be curious how many other venues took such steps so quickly. Right. And I hope others do take those steps because- like you said, I want our industry to come back. I want it to thrive. I want to live by line by lines. I want to have thirty <laughs> and forty thousand step days because I'm running all over an event. Like I miss it. You oh, know? absolutely. I miss that energy. But that's not going to happen unless people are willing to make the kinds of investments you just talked about. So, I, I hope that's something that a lot of venues and and a lot of people will incorporate. You know, soon. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been, um, you know, our operations team and the direction that they took early on by just, you know, learning and studying and implementing quickly has definitely helped us get to where we are and be ready to go. So tell me about talent. What do you what are you seeing? I, you know, I'll tell you for us, you know, we are working on a um, tailgates and tunes concert series, a socially distanced concert series. And, um, you know, it's been interesting to talk to the various managers and 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 just some people have zero interest in, in coming back out. Some people have a lot of interest in coming back out. Some people are saying they're not coming back out, but then they're doing little random pop-ups. And, you know, so I'm just curious kind of as a whole, what are you guys seeing, you know, in the, in the talent space? So f- for us, um, it has mainly been perception. Like no one artist wants to be the first one that gets out there and just gets that social media scrutinization. Um, you know, we saw, I think it was like Parker McCollum that did a show and he just got torn apart on social because of it. So for us, it's been like waiting for someone in their genre to do it. Um, uh-huh. I, I do think and have seen country music kind of be the first ones to take those initial steps, start entertaining offers. Yep. Um, we, uh, KLRU announced, um, their first taping. So, you know, being able to see the talent that they're bringing in, it will, won't have an audience, but, um, still the artists getting out there and being ready, willing, and able to, to make shows happen. Yep. Um, so for us, we're seeing country come back first. 
um, kind of the mainstream artists are definitely taking a little bit of a, a they more can of a afford to. Yep, they're taking more <laughs> of a precaution. I, I notice all my relatives who have made money or inherited money have no problem preaching to me about why I shouldn't be going back to work. Oh, absolutely. I, on the other hand, have three kids to put through college <laughs> oh, and absolutely. mortgages to pay. So For sure. We've also, I mean, of course, again, it's people are, um, you know, scared to travel. So artists that are overseas aren't are definitely trying not to do anything right, um even artists that are out of state um if they're driving we're seeing a little bit more willingness to come um so for us luckily we have some really amazing talent in the surrounding areas you know sure um you know gary clark jr leon bridges bob schneider jack ingram i mean there's just a whole bunch of talent at our fingertips so that's really been where we pivoted and put our main focus is hometown heroes. Let's just, you know, go back to what we know and the people that made Austin, Austin with their music. Yeah. So that's been our focus for now. We are doing, uh, we actually just booked a series at Trace at the W Hotel. Yeah. So every Wednesday in September, we'll have an artist down there playing um, oh, for awesome. reserve tables. So it'll just be a really nice way to just hear music again. Yep. Enjoy dinner, get out there, start socializing a little bit. Yep. Um, and hopefully the weather cools down a little bit to allow for that. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's been our focus for right now. We need cooler heads to prevail all all the way across the board. Seriously. <laughs> cooler weather, cooler heads. We need all that. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I love it. So what advice do you have for somebody thinking about booking a private event in twenty twenty one? What what how how are you advising people approach that? Um, you know, put a stake in the ground. Let's let's map out that plan. Let's see what it looks like. Let's allow for a little flexibility and curveballs that could potentially be thrown at us. But again, you got to start somewhere. Um, and having that plan and working towards that goal will be easier to kind of pivot a little bit if you need to. But not not trying is just not the option. There are so many causes in this town that depend on those big events to be able to pay for the next fiscal year to be able to fund what it is that they're bringing to the table so to just stop and completely halt and everything just doesn't make sense to me to me it's let's figure out a way let's focus on you know the the cause being able to deliver that message our top donors let's focus on getting people back together to support the cause let's just try and, and put that stake in the ground somewhere. And then, you know, we'll we'll work with you to pivot. And I'm sure not just us, but, you know, any venue vendors, everybody is going to work with clients yes. um, to make sure that they're doing the right thing and, you know, practicing good business and, and all of that. Everybody is has a different level of empathy, I think, now. Um, yeah. It's definitely opened up hearts to, to be able to want to work and, and make things happen. Well, a different level of empathy is a good way to put it. I think that's right. And I I totally agree with you. You have to put a stake in the ground. You know, we produce a large event here every April, the Matt Jack McConaughey. We are having that event in 2021. We are having that event. Now, sitting here today, are we having that event at a completely sold out capacity? I hope so. That's certainly plan A. But I also am working on plan B, plan C, plan Mm -hmm. D. But to your point, put the stake in the ground plan and work toward the very best opportunity you know option you can but if you have to pivot then pivot from there but don't not start exactly right you got to start so we're starting we're having that event and if 
anything indicates that we can't have that event to its full capacity, whatever that might be, then we'll make a different decision and a different plan. But we're having the event. So, you know, we just may have to tweak our definition of what that event is. Absolutely. As we get closer, if needed. Right. But we don't even know if that's needed. I mean, I keep thinking to myself, you know, six months ago, we barely knew what this was. So six runs from now, who knows? Exactly. I mean, it's a, it feels like tomorrow, but it also is a lifetime away. So oh, yeah. we have to give ourselves a little grace, too, in that planning. You know, oh, absolutely. For sure. Well, and the, the trick to that is that, you know, if you don't plan and if you just, you know, keep letting the fear lead, then you everything's going to open up and then you're not going to be able to plan. Yep. So it's better to have that blueprint in place. And like you said, it, it might look a little different and that's okay. Well, that's right. And I will say to that, I personally believe as much as there is the scrutiny for sure, and, and, and some is fair and some are just people with way too much time on their hands <laughs> and access to social media. But um, I think the biggest winner in all of this will be the optimist who ends up being first. Absolutely. I think the, you know, what I'm hearing and seeing and talking to people and just, you know, in the community and government, you know, just my friends just getting feedback. I have yet to talk to anybody who doesn't say I'm ready to go. Now, it might be a different level of ready. Some people are ready to go to dinner with 10 people. Some people are fine going to an event at someone's home through the end of the year, maybe not to a public venue. But there's a level of ready to go. And it is perme. It's bubbling. Mm -hmm. And I think whoever has the, you know, the guts to go for it first is going to reap the reward out of that. I really do. I think people are Absolutely. People are optimistic, as long as people have taken the protocols and the safety, all that stuff, right? It's not like all that goes out the window. Absolutely. as long as those things are in place, I think people are ready to rock Yeah, I think that's been our mentality. We want to be front and center industry leaders while doing it safely. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Hey, thanks for doing this. Thank you. I'm looking forward to looking out from backstage and seeing that, that sold out audience of energy i can't wait i know i can't wait to stand side stage right next to you sister i know me too thanks for the time (laughs) thank you all right Alrighty.